0: Hi everybody. We're live on Facebook. Excellent and welcome to this week's episode of the ecom sales tax podcast. I'm your host Andy Johnson and I'm here with Dan Peisner CMI. Hi Dan. Hey there, Andy. Looking like uh, it's sort of a decent weather day in Dallas.
1: Oh yeah we've uh, we've been getting up into the the high 70s, low 80s. It's uh, you'd hardly know it's February outside.
0: Is that right? Well, <clears throat> here in St. George, it's, it's been pretty cold and rainy. Oh, can't say sunny St. George today.
1: That's very unfortunate, but it, uh, at least you don't have the allergy attacks that we seem to have right now.
0: True, true. I see that uh, DeAndre Jordan is still ready to uh, slam dunk you in the background, still with the Mavericks uniform on.
1: Yeah, they haven't quite taken that down and replaced uh, the picture of him with the Knicks uniform yet.
0: Yep, should be seeing poor Zingus pretty soon.
1: Looking forward it's to be it.
0: Exciting. So, Dan, um, today what I thought we would talk about, oh, before we get there though, uh, Dan is also my co author of, of the AICPA course on multi state income tax. And Dan, I just want to check with you. You got all the new materials, and, and you guys are working on that fast and furious.
1: It is. We're uh, we're getting started on it, and we're we're uh, looking to have it have it ready by game time, so to speak.
0: Okay, good. good. Uh, I know there's a lot of changes in that this yeah. year. By the way, if you if you're interested in that course, you can go over to the AICPA website, look up multi-state income tax course, and I think it's about a 16 hour course. This year, we're going to be filming it in. Uh, in North Carolina, and uh, so that should be interesting. Dan and I together. So, if you have any income tax concerns, questions, then uh, Dan is your man. Uh, Dan or I can really help you out there. All right, Dan. I want today. I want to talk about a situation I ran into, and, and this comes up a lot, but since it just came up recently, I thought it'd be good for us to talk about. So, I was giving a talk at a hotel in Los Angeles a week ago. Uh, well, a week or two ago. And uh, afterwards, an e-commerce seller came up to me and said that uh, she was very concerned. And this is someone, I think that she said she was in the 10 to $20 million range of sales. Uh, so a very, very fairly large e-commerce seller, really, for just one or two people. And her business model is drop shipping. And so her margins are very, very small. It doesn't necessarily mean just because you drop ship that your margins are small, but she told me that her margins were in the one to two percent range. yeah, so twenty million um, <clears> two percent <throat> that's a lot of volume for a little bit of profit and turns out she's only registered, I think in California, by the way, not a client of ours, and I don't even know the name of the business. Anyway, she's uh, only registered in California, as I recall, and worried now with Wayfair that she would have nexus. And I think she also sells some uh, of her own, not not through a drop shipping situation, but inventory through Amazon FBA program. So when I was mentioning to her that inventory creates nexus, um, and also talking about uh, Wayfair, this became a real. Uh, distress for her because she realized not even if I um, just say well I want to get registered now because of Wayfair in a bunch of different states and that I'll let that settle on my mind and go deal with all that Um, now you're telling me potentially that I have to worry about potentially having had nexus because of this inventory for the last several years and so Potentially, you're telling me, Andy, that I have to go back and uh, pay those back taxes. I have a potential for that exposure. So the topic for today, Dan, with that background, is for an e-commerce seller. Either they sell through Amazon or through their own website. But for some reason, it could be inventory, could be uh, independent contractors, uh, click-through Nexus, whatever. Uh, They had Nexus in the past and they just want to register going forward, they they want to just start collecting tax. What are the downsides uh, that present themselves in a situation where a seller just wants to voluntarily start collecting tax going forward?
1: Well, Andy, the, the biggest downside by far is that for any period for which you do not file a sales tax return, There is no statute of limitations. The state can come back one year later, five years later, 20 years later if they decide to. There's theoretically no limit to how far back they can go. They can go back to to day one of you doing business in the state. They can do it for the sales tax. They can get you for income tax. Uh, They've got a a number of tools at their disposal, and uh, they have a, a large array of collection abilities as well. the states have been known to file liens on and let liens on the business. If they can find your bank accounts, they can levy it even across state lines. Uh, they've been, we've seen in some cases them go levy Amazon receivables directly where they can't find anything else and where they, they think it's worth their time to do so. So there, if, if the state does, if, if the state finds you before you go to them, then, then, uh, there's there's a number number of very bad things that can potentially happen and your your options diminish
0: but what if you're if you're going to find them first so to speak meaning you want to just register just and start collecting sales tax effective march 1 so what why can't you you're just all you want to do is send the state a bunch of money why do they not why do they frown on that practice
1: well this the state frowns upon it because from from their perspective they sure sure they want everybody to they want everybody on the planet to be registered and collecting on on every sale that goes into their state they want in a perfect world they'd get 100% coverage but there's always that there's always that group of people that that there'll always be some group of people however small that just don't want to deal with it they don't want to register they don't want to collect so the state tries to put, has to keep some kind of a, a punitive penalty and where they, they kind of do try to throw an olive branch out there is, is with most states offer some form of a voluntary disclosure. And if you come to them in this and, and usually give them three to four years worth of back tax, they waive, they'll waive applicable penalties and prevent, keep from going back any further this is now this can be a great option for some taxpayers but in the 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 uh, taxpayer that you mentioned that that would be very difficult because on with with those kinds of margins it doesn't sound like they would have even the they're they're going to have even the three or four years worth of tax for one state much less 20 30 others so the
0: right you take 20 million times 8% that's 1.6 million dollars a year she said she's only making two percent margin so she's only has four hundred thousand gross profit against a one point six million dollar per year potential exposure uh, times five years you know
1: yeah there's not a payout plan on the planet that'll handle that unfortunately
0: yeah seven eight million dollars of tax plus another fifty percent penalty and in interest so on, you know, we're talking about potentially a, a $10 million exposure when your profit was, for that same period, uh, $2 million. Yep. And uh, that's your gross profit, by the way. So um, I see what you're saying, Dan, but it, it sure is disheartening for a business uh, when they find this out that they can't just – register going for I mean they can do it but what happens is when they register in the state will always ask the questions it's on every form some version of this question when did you first begin doing business in our state and really what they're asking is when did you first have nexus but um, if if you put on there the date of your first sale five years ago ten years ago then every state will say, thank you very much for registering. Now give me your last five years worth of sales and sales tax. So even in the voluntary disclosure world, uh, what can be very disappointing to businesses who, again, just want to collect tax for the state um, is this whole idea that if they go to the state, they still, in a voluntary disclosure, they still have to come out of pocket with the tax that's that's the really hard pill to swallow
1: it is and there was the the to give some credit to the states they they did kind of come together and and they did try to come up with a remedy for this uh the 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 uh the mtc's uh, online sellers Amnesty program, which which essentially was a, a for most of the states that participated, it was a going forward, and it was it was a a good program. Uh, I was certainly wish that, that the that a lot of these settlers had learned about it back back when it was out. Uh, it did it did solve a lot of problems, but it it did have its flaws. Unfortunately, the biggest players, California and Washington, uh, elected and New York. To a degree uh, elected not to participate, so we yeah, uh, we're
0: talking about the amnesty program mm-hmm. uh, when well, now we 're going back to two thousand and seventeen. my how time flies right mm-hmm. at the time we were saying I, that this is an extraordinary situation where the states are offering not to go retroactively this, for the ones that participated um, and, and not a lot of people took. Up the state's offer on that, unfortunately. Uh, but now, uh, what incentive do states have, given that they uh, got everything and more from the Supreme Court with Wayfair? What incentive do the states have to offer any kind of amnesty or any kind of special deal?
1: Uh, at this point, they're... I don't think they've got a great incentive. I mean, they've, they've kind of been... The, with the events that have happened as of recently uh with with wayfair with massachusetts showing the way on how to subpoena the data from amazon and california really putting that into practice i mean there's really no there there's the states are, are gonna are, are find will find you sooner or later unfortunately and there's really no uh there's no uh, big impetus for them to, to kind of come forward and, and offer that olive branch again. Uh, right,
0: because it, before, if they ever offered amnesty, it's because they knew that there would be an influx of taxpayers that they wouldn't otherwise have found. Um, and they, they, the definition of nexus was hazy enough and nothing on the horizon that pointed towards uh, really uh, breaking in their favor so states over the last several years have offered amnesty here and there, but now with uh, Wayfair coming down so, so much on their side and like you mentioned, the ease uh, that they can, how easy it is for them to get information from Amazon so that they can find all of these third-party sellers and what we're seeing them actually do, there's really no incentive and the states have a significant argument for why they won't allow that because if they just said to everybody, I think Michigan is one state that allows this, but if they basically gave the message out that, listen, don't worry about collecting sales tax because once we find you, we'll allow you to just pay the tax going forward. You, know, you can you can jump into our voluntary disclosure program. I guess Michigan isn't quite that liberal, but Michigan allows you to to use their voluntary disclosure program then uh, if, if taxpayers' businesses knew that they could just not collect sales tax until such time as they were collect, caught by a state, then nobody would collect the sales tax until they were caught. So even if a state wanted to give that benefit, they really can't afford to.
1: Exactly. And uh, unfortunately for, the, for sellers such as the one that you mentioned, it really leaves them between a, a rock and a hard place. There's not. And there's there's not a great option i mean barring uh, barring the the second coming of the the online seller's amnesty if they if they do decide to do that again and and we've heard nothing to that extent and and we fully don 't expect it to to come again but unless something like that pops up there's there's really not a a great option that for for so
0: I want to talk about a, a potential Uh, way out of this and thinking in terms of this lady in California with the, um, the uh, drop shipper model. So what if she took the position that uh, as far as she's concerned, she did not have Nexus in the past. And if she's going to register, so she may have made some sales in the past. But her personal belief is that she did not have nexus. She had no requirement to collect sales tax in the past. So she's going to answer this question, I'm voluntarily registering your state effective March 1. What is, and the effect of that would be that she doesn't have to worry about coming out of pocket, at least right now, for back taxes. She can just start collecting the sales tax right now. Um, to me, it seems like, and to her, that's her only option. Either, either it's continue to hide, uh, which that's that's really not an option, or just register going forward, taking the personal position. You know, your your own like conviction that you did not have nexus before. You just are voluntarily registering now. What's what's the potential that could happen to a person like that?
1: Well, the the biggest risk I think are the the big states that are that that have been effective in finding e-commerce sellers. Now, you, you mentioned she's registered in California. That's they're probably the the most aggressive. They're fr- fresh off of their subpoena data. They've they're the the one state the, that we've seen the most. If you put down a, a recent start date and they know otherwise, they will call you on it. And All right, so uh,
0: if you if you go to register in California, being usually the biggest sale, uh, state by far, if you're an FBA seller or e-commerce seller, uh, if you say, uh, I'm going to register effective March 1, you're saying there's a very good chance that California, just as a result of that registration process, is going to come back and say, uh, no, no, I see that you've been selling here for three years.
1: They'll at least know that you've had one year. Um, now I've seen it and, and maybe, maybe more, the, the States do seem to be using more than just the Amazon data. They've, I mean, they've, uh, they've gone high tech in their, their Nexus departments and they've, they've got, they use multiple databases to find people, multiple tools, uh, they're, they're really, uh, I mean, it's, it's scary. Some of the talking to these departments, how much they know.
0: So this is what you're actually seeing right now. This, we're not talking theoretical situation. This is actually happening to our clients right now.
1: Exactly. I mean, this is, this is conversations we're having with the state of California right now. This is clients calling us up that have gotten these letters, this, these are responses where, where our clients have, have had to have gone in and, and have tried to register going forward uh, after being advised of the possibilities of what could happen and and where the, the state has come back, and, in the case of California at least, and have said, uh, try again.
0: Yeah, because I know that uh, at least we used to be able to say to people that we're just determined – that there was no way they could do a voluntary disclosure because they flat out don't have the money, um, <clears throat> that we used to be able to say to people, look, uh, we are not aware of the state, it just as a result of you registering in a state, we're not aware of a situation where they've gone back and said, oh, no, 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 you've been re- you've, you should have registered five years ago where you've been. Uh, but you're saying... Uh, maybe if that has been true in the past, it's certainly not true now.
1: Certainly, uh, at the very least, there there's a couple of states that are that where where that's very risky trying to do it. Uh, there are other states may that may still be the case. Some states are just happy to get the revenue, and they, or they've got so many people registering, they don't have time to to really ch- check and verify all of them. But we've uh, certainly we've we for the for California and to an extent Washington, we have seen them go back and where they have actual knowledge through their databases if somebody's been selling there longer uh, they they do they do go back and, and say no no no.
0: So fortunately for this this um, situation with this dropshipper, she's already registered in California. You're saying that's the worst state?
1: As of right now, in my opinion, uh, that that is the worst state. Uh, however, Washington is not to be underestimated either.
0: All right, so <clears throat> what we would say to people maybe is if they are determined that they did not have nexus uh, for their by their own interpretation of of the nexus rules and I, I I tend to agree by the way that, and maybe Dan you don't, but that nexus is a hazy concept, and you can theoretically come to your own. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the one that says inventory does not create nexus. You're not going to get me to agree to that. I'm not saying that. However, if you as a seller just have the burning conviction in your heart that, uh, your interpretation of the quill decision was that inventory didn't create nexus. And therefore if you do register, it's going to be on a voluntary basis going forward. Um, then I, I'm, I can't argue with, with your conviction, right? Uh, I can only warn you that if you do register on a go-forward basis, then you have to sign that document with penalties of perjury, but it wouldn't seem like it's necessarily perjury because, although I'm not an attorney, I hasten to point that out, uh, because you really believe you did not have nexus. And the question is, when did you first start doing business, which is a nexus question. So if you wanted to say March first, uh, how would we warn them, Dan? I mean, it's up to them what they decide to put on their own form.
1: My only, uh, my only uh, warning would be if it's, if it's California, think really, really, really hard about doing it because they will not share your conviction, uh, and they've got more, they've got uh, more attorneys than you do. Uh, I, I would be very and and just know that you're you're always and you know, some for and I, I really do sympathize with the the sellers that just don't have the the money out there to to pay it and and you've, you you got to do what you got to do at some point but there is always even though it it's hasn't happened before uh in in large scale there is always that chance that the the state could come back for, for you and you're you're essentially always going to going to be out there with that risk and and if you try to the other time that may come up is if you try to sell your business due diligence has been known to turn these things up before
0: yeah yeah I can see that in uh, you know just trying to step into the shoes of these really distressed sellers who who really are kind of blindsided by the whole nexus thing anyway and you know without employees that's the typical thing they've thought employees or offices, how could they possibly have nexus? And then they have no recourse to go back to any of these customers. They can't bill the tax after the fact. So it truly comes out of their pocket. And if they simply don't have it but want to collect the tax going forward, basically they, they have to make their own determination that they, that they never had nexus and they're going to voluntarily collect it going forward and kind of roll the dice that a state will be just happy enough to get their money. I. But what you're saying is um, be very, very reluctant in California and Washington right now to do that because they have their own independent data sources and they'll just call you on it.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, that's, those are the states we know of right now, but the, now that the, the states talk, they've, they've got their own administrator conventions they go to, and they've, uh, they just, if two of them have figured it out, eventually the others will all figure it out too.
0: So the other alternative or, or the main other alternative, if, if you realized that you may have had Nexus in the past and you're trying and it goes back, say, five, ten years, then that's when uh, in those states where you've got significant volume of sales and you go back longer than four or five years, uh, a lot of times it makes sense to do a voluntary disclosure. And in that case, what you're really trying to do, to what the major benefit is that you're going to cut off the state from going, you're going to settle it with the state, basically. They're going, they're, they won't go back farther than three or four or five years. just depends on the state. And then you don't have to, quote, unquote, look over your shoulder anymore. It, that matter will be settled in those states when you do a voluntary disclosure. Exactly, but a voluntary disclosure is is quite a process. But if you have that exposure in the past, <clears throat> the that's that's probably the best scenario. And in that case, Dan, in your experience, if someone just doesn't have the money, uh, in many states you can work out some sort of a payout agreement.
1: Exactly. Uh, there, not every state will do them, um, and there some of the states they vary in term. Uh, one state, which I will not name cause we're still in negotiations. They thought that a, a 90, a 90 day payout could be very generous. Uh, mm-hmm. others. And if you're going to go beyond a year, be prepared to, to show financial uh, tax returns, financial statements, bank statements, uh, et cetera, to show that you really that, that your financial situation is as you represent. But if you're in that situation, sometimes you can get a, a two, three, even four year payout on, on that liability because it's in the, to an extent it is in the state's interest. They want to get the money. And if, if you're, if there's nothing of you to, if nothing there for them to really seize, especially if you're a, you know, like a let's go back to your 20 million with, with a 2% margin, that's, there's not going to be a lot of assets there for them to grab. It's in their best interest for you to keep operating for them to to try to get their money out of it.
0: Right, right. As you can see, that uh, just speaking to our listeners, it's quite a a process just to evaluate what you're know that you have options, including uh, if you decide that you just can't uh, go back in time and you want to roll the dice. Uh, in those cases. Uh, we can't advise you really to not uh, to register going forward. But if that turns out to be your decision, we can certainly help you, you know, get set up going forward, make sure that your returns are handled. And of course we're going to hope for the best, right? Um, And if you decide that in some states, at least, like some of these hotter states that you want to, to settle the, uh, Potential exposure with them, then the voluntary disclosure would be usually the the method that we advise. So, <clears throat> I guess the bottom line message of this whole podcast episode is that we sympathize with sellers who are just now realizing that wow, uh, Wayfair has really created some real troubles for us, and in uh, realizing that physical presence before. Or notice and reporting before, or independent sales reps before created nexus in the past that they really had no idea even existed. That there, there you do have options, but unfortunately, if the state finds you first, then your uh, options just reduced to a, to a small fraction of what you had before, and your options, even in the best of scenarios, isn't aren't that great. Unfortunately, that's, that's what we can say, but at least, uh, you can start collecting tax going forward and at least, uh, not keep digging yourself a, a bigger hole. Dan, any concluding comments?
1: I think that, uh, I think you, uh, summed it up pretty succinctly there, Andy. Uh, there's really not much else I can add.
0: All right. Well, Dan, thank you very much for your input. Um, Dan is the man, if you need some help with voluntary disclosures, this is what he does day in and day out, uh, just helping businesses resolve those past tax exposures. So thanks again, Dan, and we'll see you next week.